Hi, this is Chad Dull, and welcome to the fifth in a series of podcasts I'm making to document the evolution of my division and our college towards an ideal we call poverty-informed practice. This fifth article was written in late August of 2018, and it was a little bit of a shift on what we had done before because we wanted to start using student stories. Uh, we had been making the case that our students actually teach us how to become more poverty informed and it seemed that people might be interested in some real stories about some real students. So we were lucky enough that a student we really cared about uh, named Fred, who you'll meet, uh, was kind enough to let us share his story and some of the things we had learned from him. Uh, the other interesting thing about this article is it will introduce you to kind of my partner in crime, my associate dean, Mandy, uh, who has really been kind of the architect of a lot of the academic side of what we're doing for students in poverty. Uh, and the things we'll talk about today really reflect a lot of her focus on being strengths-based and future-focused. Uh, so this article is a little shorter than some of the others I've written, but is actually, uh, in terms of reads, the most popular one that I put together in the last year of the 40 that I've written. Uh, I think you'll understand why when you kind of learn Fred's story, because it's pretty compelling. So today's article is called Poverty Informed Practice in Higher Education. They talked about my future until I believed I had one. Our version of Poverty Informed in my division at Western is still forming and developing, but there are principles we are committed to. As I've mentioned in earlier articles, we are committing to the idea that if a barrier can be removed, it should be removed. We are also committing to unconditional positive regard for our students, which means creating a sense of welcoming and belonging at every opportunity. I believe those things are powerful, but perhaps nothing is more powerful than a strengths-based approach combined with a future orientation. That's a lot of words. So what does that actually mean? Well, our students are our inspiration and our students with the greatest barriers teach us the most. One of the things students have told us over the years is that one of the barriers to coming back to school after dropping out or maybe not completing high school was the fear of having to explain why. One student even told us that they had expected the you never should have quit school speech that they had heard many, many times before. As we have become more poverty informed, we rarely initiate that conversation. It's not that we're trying to minimize past trauma, and if a student wants to share about their past, we will gladly listen. But our focus is on their amazing strengths and all of their future possibilities. No matter their point of entry, we look at options and what they already bring to the table. It is a powerful approach. Let me give you a real-life example. Fred Converse is a student who came to us almost a year ago to enroll his daughter in an alternative high school program my division offers. Our associate dean, Mandy, enrolls the students in that program, and she is fiercely focused on student strengths and opening up their possibilities. In their enrollment conversation, Mandy engaged Fred and learned that he had also dropped out of high school and was raising his daughter on his own. But that wasn't the most interesting part of the conversation. Because a poverty-informed viewpoint looks at strengths and is future-focused, Mandy asked Fred what he did now. It turned out that Fred had worked on cars for years and was a frontline supervisor in the automotive department at a local store. Well, now the conversation turned toward the amazing automotive programs at Western and how Fred's experience would surely grant him credit for prior learning. 
and by the end of the meeting, both Fred and his daughter were enrolled in high school completion programs. As Fred said, even though he was currently the boss at work, he might prefer to be the boss's boss. Well, Fred is a superstar and not only completed his high school equivalency diploma, but used credit for prior learning opportunities to earn 11 college credits before completing high school. This truly levels the playing field. Now Fred and I are the same age, uh, which is certainly not the age that most folks go to high school. But now, just like a traditional student at a traditional high school, he could get a jump start on college. The use of credit for prior learning for students in my area is a larger topic for another time, but rest assured it is powerful and incredibly validating for people who didn't perceive themselves as college material until credit for prior learning made it obvious that they were. But Fred's story is even better. As I mentioned earlier, his daughter not only enrolled, she graduated at the same time as her dad. Oh yeah. And her brother, who was living at home and unsure what to do with his life, decided to follow dad and his sister back to school. And in May, the entire Converse family graduated together, crossing the stage in their trademark Converse tennis shoes. It's a great story, right? But I think the beauty of it is in the poverty-informed approach. Fred shared with us that he had returned before elsewhere to try and complete high school. He said that it didn't work out in part because he dreaded having to explain why high school hadn't worked and it always felt like the program was going to have to fix him. A poverty-informed program doesn't fix anyone. A poverty-informed program honors the strengths and life experiences and the resiliency of the students it serves. We do that by being relentlessly future-focused. In fact, Fred told his teachers that he thought his success here at Western was because everyone here talked about his future until he believed he had one. I try to write every week about what we are attempting here, and I have never said it as well as Fred did. Our students teach us every day. Students deserve a celebration of their strengths and accomplishments, and they deserve a look at the future rather than an endless post-mortem of their mistakes. Fred Converse is a great story that illustrates what every student deserves.